Hi, this is Amrita Sukumar and I am bringing to you this podcast called Unsettling. Look around you. Everyone is trying to create their own story. Make a tiny change in someone's life by just following their passion and in turn inspiring the others to follow suit. This podcast brings to you stories of people who have defied the definition of settled set by the society and have created their own. They have found happiness in their version of settled. Hey listeners, I'm talking to the founders of Get Beyond Limits, Ishan Sharma and Salwat Hamra. We did go live last week, but due to some technical issues, our conversation seemed fun only to us, but not the audience who were on the live. So I thought of getting them back again and asking them a few questions that I missed out on the live and also a few questions that you couldn't hear last time. So here they are. Hi Ishan. Hi Salwat. Hey Amrita. Hi. Hi. Hi Amrita. We are quite excited to to be once again having a conversation with you. I'm so glad you decided to take time out of your life yet again and come uh, and record this with me. So uh, so what is up with you guys right now? What is different from the past week and today? <laughs> If I may ask. <laughs> Uh, maybe our food menu. <laughs> uh, Amrita, you know it's a, it's a lockdown time, so uh, uh, nothing is much different except the self motivation, which is necessary for everyone as of now. <laughs> I, I I think we're more motivated from last week because last week we went live with unsettling, and oh this God. week we are more motivated. Yeah. बस चेक भिजवा दिया जाएगा ये सुन के मुझे बहुत ही अच्छा लगा सो आई विल लास्ट टाइम यू आर नॉट एबल टू टॉक अबाउट योर लाइफ मच एंड आई वॉन्ट टू टॉक अबाउट दैट एस्पेक्ट सो आई वुड लाइक टू नो वट डिड यू बोथ डू बिफोर कमिंग टूगेदर एंड स्टार्टिंग गेट बियॉन्ड लिमिट्स वो यू बोथ इन द सेम सिटी और यू नो हाउ डिड यू कम टूगेदर वेन दिस आइडिया कम इन टू प्लेस to go back a bit into the history uh, we both are from the same college and we both are friends from maybe around 11 years and get your limits is a six year old organization so we both were doing engineering and uh, other than engineering during our engineering we were part of uh, music band also we used to i used to learn music from ishan <laughs> and uh, and during college college days uh, we used to go to these small small hills around our college and oh. at times we used to go for a night trek so that was just for the fun uh, just just for the fun just for the heck of it because the mount a small hill is there and we should go and uh, sleep in cold <laughs> throughout the night over there but wow. once we uh, got out of the college and uh, then then we moved in different directions ishan wanted to solve problems through tech so he started working in tech companies apart from getting offers from couple of mncs and i was figuring out what uh, what i want to do i have an automobile background and ishan has a computer science background oh but during this figuring out time period uh, we both had our own journeys with the mountain and we both were exploring mountains that were around our places ishan was in bangalore i was in srinagar jnk so i was exploring things over there and we used to have this conversation every day almost every day that how beautiful mountains are 
and not just about the beauty but then when you go on a mountain it's not easy at times you know it's it's always against gravity you have to walk at least 7 8 kilometers at least that's a distance that you cover and then you have to carry your own food carry your own water you have to be, be very cautious of things all these things they they do some kind of change in you and we used to discuss all those things and then one day we decided that you know enough is enough we both had some sort of inclination towards doing our own thing and uh, we said that okay you know let's let's do it and that's when we started working for it and that was march 2014 when we both started working on it and that's how we we started yeah and uh, the the few things that would come to our mind uh, when when get beyond limits happened was uh, so i i was 24 back then and uh, i was in the it field like salvat so mentioned and there was one thing in my mind that even if it's a mistake that i'm doing making the switch the worst <laughs> what's the worst that can happen i can probably just miss out on 6 months of salary but at least for the rest of my life i would never have a regret of trying something in a field i'm more comfortable in so that was a motivational factor for me uh, and then get beyond limits began but uh when you quit did you have any savings or you just uh, took a leap of faith we did have some savings we we had saved up i mean uh, both me and salvat sir actually when you look back our people who are into the minimalistic lifestyle not buying too much not uh, consuming too much but we we did have some savings and uh, i remember when we started i had 130000 saved by working for a couple of years two one and a half years and uh, towards the end of it till we started making substantial amount of money my bank balance i had exhausted 110000 roughly around 110000 so so by that time we luckily did not touch luckily i didn't touch zero and just when i was in that 20000 mark then things uh, started to turn around and uh, we didn't have to look back ever since oh my god nice that's wonderful but uh, on the live we spoke about you in the beginning when you were trying to convert uh, people to come for your trips you used to call everyone like there were 700 cold calls that you did and did and you got around 70 <laughs> to get seven people yeah <laughs> yeah seven people on your trip which was like a lot of work that you did but then how did you uh, later on promote get beyond limits and scale from there because i don't think this is something that you continue doing hopefully so um, basically the thing about us about being entrepreneurs earlier we were just people who would admire the outdoors but we are now entrepreneurs who admire the outdoors and the journey has not been unidirectional i mean we we've learned everything so when we had to make those 700 odd uh, cold calls we realized that this is not how it's going to work and uh, all, our, all all our friends had stopped answering our calls and that was not a good sign <laughs> then we went back to the board we i we would sign up for some online courses uh, on different platforms or youtube and just understand things and uh, we we learned i mean in in a way we just learned because we knew that this is something that we wanted to do and we understood and we believed that it was not impossible so we learned went back to the drawing board learned a lot of things tried them in real life and then we started seeing results so okay. i would just say a couple of things so uh, this is another beautiful thing about entrepreneurship that you know that you want to do something and there's a way to do it and you just have to surf around and uh, be open to learn things about it else i feel before being an entrepreneur for me at least it was like you know you want to do something but then 
I throughout my life I felt that okay, there's some sort of magic that makes it work. But the magic was always within. You just have to go for it and work hard for it. <laughs> there's a lot of appreciation coming from Isha. I see. Uh, <laughs> appreciation. No, no, not really. It's it's very well put. I mean, it it is the truth, and it's it's put in in the right manner. So yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. That is why he still calls you sir. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you uh, still did not answer my question. Like, how uh, did you like? When did you stop calling people, and how did you start getting more people, more traffic on your website and everything? Okay. So um, when when we when the initial trick happened, uh, yeah. we took a month's time off. We were forced to take a month's time off because the other tricks. I mean, we had made our seven hundred calls, and the initial set of people who were interested had already come. So right. we couldn't find any other people. So we were forced to take a month off. Mm-hmm. In that time frame, we started learning new things, um, okay. researched a lot of things, and then um, we we discovered this thing called targeted marketing, and that. at that point of time there was this uh, we were wondering that if there is somebody who likes to trek where can we find him so that we can then tell them that we have something great you might like okay. so at that point of time we were just dwelling on how we can find the right people but we discovered something very wonderful back in 2014 which was facebook groups so mm-hmm. instead of us having to go and find the people who are interested in trekking we realized that facebook groups is an option where people who like trekking are already there Right. So then we joined those groups, read their their guidelines, and understood how things are done there. And that's that's something that was one of uh, the the steps that we took, which turned things around. And then we started getting strangers on board. I think after that, it was just uh, word of mouth. Right, right. Word of mouth and uh, uh, ever go ever ongoing uh, SEO. Yeah, so the marketing like, part, researching about it. My God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that that was that. That's how we got the initial push through uh, learning and understanding that our audience is present on these certain groups. Mm-hmm. Then they would come to our service. We would give it our best, and we would hope that they would talk positively about our service to their colleagues and friends. And luckily, that worked for us. I'm so happy that it worked, and we are having this conversation right now. <laughs> Yay. Yay! So, um, so now this question is: Can anyone just get up and start a travel company that specializes in trekking and camping? You know, what are the permits or certifications that you required in the beginning, and how did you figure those out? Okay, so we live in democracy. So yes, anyone can get up and start a travel company. But uh, starting is not the only thing. You have to run it. You have to uh, do it every day. Mm-hmm. So to start to answer the first question, yes, anyone can start a travel company if they want to. Right. The other thing is that yes, they will have to run. They they should uh, get into detail about what they want to do. And you know, sometimes it's uh, you. You feel like starting anything because there's a lot of enthusiasm about it. But just give it a shot. You know, travel yourself for a month or two, or if you want to start a trekking, normally travel yourself uh, in like peak monsoon or snow. Then see, do you really like it? Right. Once the enthusiasm gets over, then if you still like it, then then yes, go for it. And mm-hmm. yes, then you're ready to go for it. And uh, permits and also, it's it's not uh, it, this particular body. Uh, the travel segment it's still not uh, 
pretty much sorted it's not really sorted in in india as of now okay. so uh, there is no permit as such like uh, like for example if you open a factory then you need to get factory uh, license mm-hmm. or if you want to become a commercial driver you need to get a driving license commercial driving license right. so other that, that's not pretty much uh, present over here but for permits and all each place has its own uh, have its own, have their own rules and regulations mm-hmm. uh, different wildlife sanctuaries have their own rules and regulation and you have to follow that individually with different different uh, states and uh, jurisdictions where they uh, come in other than that it's mandatory for you to make uh, uh, do the paperwork which is uh, starting a company uh, either a partnership proprietor or uh, a private limited and later on uh, llp or and later on uh, if things go well then you can start uh, public limited also okay uh, those are the options other than that there are certain rules and regulation that you will have to follow anyway Uh, mm-hmm. for example uh, gst compile uh, gst is there okay. and then uh, tds is there all these tax forms are there. you have to pay certain tax uh, yeah so those those need to be done yeah and if you want to start something in the travel segment if you are a graduate or a post graduate in the travel and tourism sector that mm-hmm. gives you a lot of uh, help for okay. us uh, our our major chunk of uh, activities lie in the trekking segment for that both me and salvat sir Our basic and advanced mountaineering certified from HMI Darjeeling, okay. and uh, yeah, and even Ishan has an expedition experience also. Oh, wow! Yeah, oh, so, amazing. So, uh, when you talk about mountaineering course, how was that experience, and what did they teach there? What is it all about? So, um, a mountaineering course is is, is something very very. Uh, what do i say self enlightening in in so many ways so india is a country so pandit jawaharlal nehru after we got independence and he uh, tensor sir edmund hillary and tenzing norgay were the first people to summit mount everest right. pandit jawaharlal nehru saw the opportunity that a good percentage almost the entire percentage of the himalayas lies in india so he <laughs> encouraged people to go towards mountaineering and then came in himalayan mountaineering institute and other Uh, four, four to five more other institutes in India. So the experience uh, for a mountaineering course, uh, for a mountaineering course, is basically they teach you to live, survive uh, in in the mountains. Do okay. teach you basic techniques of uh, which you can use to climb different types of mountains or different parts of a mountain. They could be a glacier. A glacier is basically ice in your face with a crack, but big enough that somebody can fall inside and. probably never come out oh uh, or uh, you know how to use ropes or if somebody and a, a mishap happens on a mountain if, and you're slipping and falling down what are the ways through which you can rescue yourself or your colleagues or <laughs> uh, you know things like how to ration your food uh, the tents the sleeping bags that kind of arrangement what is the right approach even even the right approach to look at a mountain if i can take the time to tell you that there are a lot of people who say uh, let's conquer a mountain and you know let's win a mountain but a mountaineering course basically with all these activities we feel it makes you very humble and makes you realize that you can never conquer a mountain a mountain is always more uh, mightier than you it's just that you ask for permission so the, these are also the things that a person basically learns besides the technical things uh, on on being a mountaineering course so there is a lot of philosophy that goes on mountains 
ரெகுலேட்டரி அத்தாரிட்டி ஃபார் மவுண்டன்ஸ் இன் இண்டியாஷன் So mm-hmm. only if you have an alpha in your advanced course, it's only then you can uh, go for an expedition. So Salvat okay. sir, by 2015, had finished his both basic and advanced mountaineering course. I had done mine in 2015, the basic one, and the advanced one I just did last year. Okay. Oh, my God. And the circumstances depend on what weather you're going for. But usually, if you go for your advanced course or even your basic course, uh, mm-hmm. you have to survive on snow for a good 16 17 days forget taking a bath forget washing your face because the average temperature could be a minus 10 degrees and um, the and and it's actually i mean to go back to your question what do you learn from a mountaineering course besides technical stuff you also end up respecting basic resources like food water or the comfort yeah. of your bed or a blanket because you don't get that there during your course even bathrooms oh. exactly bathrooms oh my god so so the circumstances like that water is not available you have to go you have to get it uh, at times at night because you're on that altitude a very higher altitude than what we experience in the city the weather changes very frequently uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it is extremely cold at times or if it rains it rains too much oh my so, god so yeah i mean for us i think the get beyond limits is not really just a organization for us it's also a way of life that you choose to get out of your comfort zone because you know that the sense of achievement is 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 priceless probably pretty much yeah yeah, so, yeah. and that's what makes you at the end of the day that what that's what makes you happy also. i i am completely agreeing with you guys like if you are ready to live with uh, scarce water and food and no toilets and no bathing for 16 days <laughs> I guess you can do anything in life. I mean, <laughs> marketing kya hi cheez hai? Entrepreneurship is like different way also. <laughs> the circumstances were like that, and you just oh openly God. accept it. Not that we did not want to take a shower. <laughs> But you couldn't. Like I, I get what you mean. Of course, you couldn't. There were no resources to do that. But uh, right. accepting to do such a thing is also a task, right? Since we are really brought up in a lot of comfort. we tend to do this voluntarily but since you have done it i'm i understand the kind of passion you have for it which is um, thank you <laughs> so uh while talking about sarvat i found a lot of things that you have done also i i there's the half triathlon that you have completed full marathon 5 km swimming 10 km swimming and basic and advanced mountaineering course like ishan said what right right so full marathon all these things why are you going beyond limits <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah think things happened uh, when i came to bangalore and then uh, it was completely new for me i found that people are into triathlons and when i first time heard about the triathlon it was like 
you have to swim the one uh, 3.8 kilometer then you right. have to cycle 182 kilometers then you have to run 42 kilometers and all this you need to finish in 16 hours so as like god whoa wait is this impossible like is it continuously normal. done is it done continuously so, one after the other or there's a break yes yes one after the other yeah yeah oh my god okay and you have individual timings for each event like swimming if you don't finish it in certain time then you're out acha okay ha so when i heard it for the first time i was like wow man like my, my mind was blown completely like can something like this happen okay one is everest that mm-hmm. can be like killing and can blow your mind but the other thing was triathlon so fortunately when i came to bangalore i met couple of people who were into triathlon and then started participating uh, from a uh, less distance of an olympic triathlon then slowly half then uh, once again every time it was uh, it was about pushing yourself you know that when you when you do it like uh, the the last stretch the run is mm-hmm. uh, yes. was the most difficult when i did it for the first time Mm-hmm. and then you do it you have you know it you have to work on it and then there's no way going back also so every time you're just pushing yourself and moreover it's not physical at all because after you do maybe 30 40 50 kilometers of cycling your legs start hurting your back starts hurting right. and all beyond mm-hmm. that it's all it's all uh, get beyond limits it's all like <laughs> the mental thing that you do and uh, that's what ishan said for us get beyond limits is not just an organization it's a way of life in whatever way it's possible by the way as, as we speak salvat sir is already he swam 10 kilometers continuously in chennai and he's oh. done four half ironman yeah four half triathlon yeah yeah i i i read about this my god this is it's amazing uh, what you guys have done till now and what you're still doing i I don't know where you get the energy to do all this. <laughs> it's it's all a mental thing. Four times. Do, uh, I'm sorry. You did the half triathlon four times. Ah uh, yes yes yes. मतलब एक बार भी खुशी नहीं मिली. Ah दूसरी बार अच्छा करना था दूसरी बार और प्रैक्टिस किया था. Okay. और और समझ भी नहीं आता like what to do like at least you have to work out for at least one to two hours in a day so why not to work out for a triathlon. my god uh amazing i i would just say amazing <laughs> this is good thanks that doing so much pushing beyond limits and just doing what you love so this is beautiful and uh, yeah, i was talking just, sorry continue hey, no no I, i would just say one thing that if anyone is hearing this then uh, and if you wanted to go for a triathlon or a swimathon or, or any sport anything that uh you know change with a thon marathon swim thon triathlon Yeah, <laughs> that that makes you question your lungs also. So just just go for it. It's not a big deal. Uh, in life, if we do, if we just do practice, if we practice regularly, then it doesn't become a big deal. It and right. plus the pain is all in the head. After some time, it doesn't really matter. So anyone can do it. That's what I want to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it how Ishan goes. Oh, right in the middle of it. <laughs> yes, anyone can do it. Uh, but the point is, you have to keep on building endurance. You have to have. Uh, it's mostly in your head, so you have to have a mental strength that builds over time. What's important is taking uh, taking the first step, and eventually yeah. endurance builds and strength builds, and yeah, that that that's a that's a process that happens eventually. Yes. So 
listen to him. If you are planning to run, I am not. I'm going to just sit here. So not my. <laughs> and uh, we're uh, talking about a lot of things that you've achieved till now. I also saw this one journey. Uh, it's called a series. It's speed breakers. And uh, I've ridden a bike, I think, for 25 days. What was that all about? Was it before you started Get Beyond Limits or after you did it? And why did you do it? What was your... <laughs> so, Amrita, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, this was back in 2017 when mm-hmm. me and Ishan, we both decided to go on a motorcycle. So, so no, basically what had <laughs> happened was uh, we made a friend on... Uh, so, basically the thing about treks and camping events is you end up making a lot of friends. So mm-hmm. one such person, uh, Salvat sir had recently bought a bullet and Achha. one such person, one of our, who then became our friends, she calls us up and she said she invited Salvat sir for her wedding in Udaipur. And then she oh, called me that. that there's a wedding happening in Udaipur, we want to come. So being the introvert that I am, I'm like, okay, let's see. And I go to Salvat sir and he's like, hey, do you want to go on a bike? I'm like, sure. <laughs> 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 then, so, that's it. Be that as it may, we picked up a bike and then we uh, opened Google Maps. And so yeah. we, we had gone to this restaurant where we had ordered some breakfast, some idlis and some coffees. So we mm-hmm. took that bill and on the back side of the bill, we, we took a pen and we opened Google Maps. And then okay. we looked at all the cities uh, <laughs> from Bangalore to Udaipur that we always wanted to travel. <laughs> and we made a list of all these places. So we're like, okay, we have we'll go via we have to go towards Udaipur, so okay, there is Pune, it's a beautiful city, there is Goa, then there is Ahmedabad, and we didn't want to go directly, so then there was run of Kutch, we spent a night in run of Kutch, wow. there was a Churel Mataka Mandir, we wanted to visit <laughs> that, but we couldn't, from there, so that's how we eventually reached Udaipur, and then both of us, uh, our college, uh, our graduation college was in Jaipur, so if we were in oh. Udaipur, we had to go to Jaipur, so came in Jaipur, and at that point of time, my parents were in Delhi. So if you're in Jaipur and if your mom is inviting you for Rajma Chawal, you have to go. So from <laughs> there came in Delhi. But now when you're de- in Delhi, you have to come back to <laughs> Bangalore. <laughs> oh my God. How did you, co- did you come back on the bike or did you just put it on a train? Of course. On the bike. <laughs> of course. Oh my God. Okay. That, that was that. Did you take a different uh, route or the same route? A different route, a different route. Okay. So no routes were repeated. So, so that was that. We we then uh, road took a different route and came back to Bangalore. So, so yeah. Twenty five. It was a twenty five day bike ride, sixty six seven kilometers. Six thousand six hundred twenty seven. Ah, six thousand <laughs> seven. Yeah. Wow, that's So did you stay? There were stops, right? There were pit stops. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. Every Thank night. God. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, uh, the idea was just to travel for no reason and enjoy these beautiful things, right? That you right. see the sunrise. No, you don't see the sunrise. <laughs> you will be sleeping, but yeah, the sun is up in a different <laughs> state, and by the time it sets, you're in a different state. Right. Or you have you have bhajiya uh, pav for breakfast, and then by the time that you reach your dinner time, you're in a land which sells amazing dhokla. So nice. that was crazy, and and I mean. Speed breakers is something we can just talk on and on about because it was so beautiful. The the people that we met, the the hospitality of different states, different cities, 
the beauty of india or the the diversity it's it's, it's just too much and there's a lot of philosophy behind speed breakers also it's a huge country the uh, very huge country it's tiring okay. also i'm i'm so glad that you did this because uh, well i would love to travel like that but i don't think i can uh, i i don't have that much patience that you have but uh, you know when you talk about it is when i realize that our country is so diverse you can meet so many people and uh, i mean i i get it you know when you're going on the bike you can offbeat places rather than just going to those recommended spots that everyone asks you to go on the way you see a lot of new things meet i mean discover a lot of new places and i think that's beautiful it's wonderful that you did you had that kind of endurance to do it and you got beyond limits amazing <laughs> it's it's just crazy for example i mean i'll give you a small uh, example is uh, so drinking alcohol and driving in india is is not allowed and it should never be but the yes. thing is when we went to gujarat so instead of water along with your meal they would give you chach and mm. both of us had chach and we realized that after having chach you cannot ride your motorbike because it's it's so heavy you feel sleepy after that so then we realized really? in gujarat there should be a rule that you cannot drive after having charge so i mean small small things like that i mean i mean very pure things very small things which you otherwise one doesn't get to experience india is very beautiful that way and people are nice everywhere normally uh, when you travel generally people ask about safety and all which is which is the right way to do it also yeah. right when you move when you meet people you know like you meet simple people over there and everyone has their own set of problems like us so mm-hmm. people are nice you know when they see you coming from such a different place like people in uh, rajasthan singers coming with a karnataka number or gujarat singers with a karnataka number they were like wo people coming from that far uh, of of the land and yeah. people become nice they they are nice. you just have to be nice with them and they will be nice with you as well. yes Yes. Yeah. Offer you free food, free stay, and things yeah. on those days. And living in Bangalore, we we feel that that's not possible. But apparently, it it is. We we were offered free food at so many places. Uh, uh, even at restaurants, uh, one of the restaurants in Gujarat, we were offered free food because uh, we started enjoying the the sweets that they were offering for breakfast, wow. like jalebi, all for breakfast and all. These guys saw that we are enjoying jalebis a lot. They are like, you know, we are not taking money from you guys. Are just, <laughs> you have come from very far. Those sweet gestures that happen only in India, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think we can just keep on talking about this, and I would love to listen to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have another episode for just speed breakers, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't mind, I would move on to the next question. Would please, you? please, sure. Right. So um so talk about beyond limits coming back to it how much time did it take to build up a team now you have a big team and uh, get it to a level that is functioning with minimum supervision from your end and uh, what are the challenges that you faced in your journey till 6 years mm, amrita so uh, from from the very beginning we in just two months we realized that if if it's only two of us we won't reach anywhere so i think in in uh, first two months we uh, decided that we'll start having multiple treks and then we'll initially uh, do those trials of having multiple treks with ourselves only by leading the team and then eventually we'll start getting uh, people uh, on board as uh, outdoor leaders and uh, so that that was like initial Two months, we started doing that. 
and now to build a sustainable process for it and to make sure that it runs in the right way it took couple of years for us okay. and even now that particular process gets redefined every time it becomes more and more strict and more and more automated that's what we want to do it so that okay. keeps on going if you say back 6 years back was it was that process polished no but if you say now is it good is it polished is it worth yes okay and uh, the as far as the challenges are uh, concerned a, a lot of the challenges in fact every i mean challenges kept coming in and that's the beauty about entrepreneurship i mean just because challenges come that doesn't mean that you can't do it that just means that you can you can find a solution to it and just go forward so to just to give you a few examples uh, trekking was something that was uh, that everybody wanted to do and uh, we were also in a peak but then came in uh, a case of forest fire in theni forest fire it kind of became national news theni uh-huh. is a place somewhere in the tamil nadu kerala border area and uh-huh. couple of trekkers not connected to get beyond limits they went there uh, forest fire happened and a uh, lot of people died so so yeah so the immediate response it became national news and the immediate response to that was uh, states like karnataka ka tamil nadu kerala andhra pradesh they had banned trekking and at that word point of time trekking was one of our biggest uh, assets mm-hmm. and uh, never had i mean this was probably 3 4 years into 3 years or 4 years into get beyond limits and that was a big great sign and we couldn't understand what to do because trekking was being banned and that's what we did at that point of time mm-hmm. so so of course it was discouraging but yes at the same time i mean um, for us entrepreneurship is not just about taking the the credits for it but also finding solutions to problems that arise we went back to the drawing board we figured out that we have people who like outdoors we figured out that uh, we have a transportation network set up and we figured out that we have reliable home stays regardless of trekking or not and then we decided to launch camping and then camping took off so that became the other thing that we offer so that was one of the ways that was one of the big challenges that that came to us and um, there, there were other challenges also for example there was this other time which which we really got uh, demoralized after seeing was the floods so <laughs> floods coming to south india is kind of becoming a regular thing now and there was a time when kerala and cool uh but under water uh, mm-hmm. metaphorically and uh, that led to uh, we of course had to stop all our operations so that was also a, a big time where uh, tricks were not happening and we had to once again look back at what we want to do and salvat so, do you want to share what we did at that time <laughs> so uh, when when the flood thing was happening it was uh, it was it was pretty much discouraging for us like because you don't predict things that's the beauty about humans also like you don't predict so much about the future right. and uh, uh, at that point we stopped all our treks but then we started doing uh, something on uh, for our local guide uh, in khud and uh, mm-hmm. we started a donation camp for him like his his farmland in khud he has a very small uh, farmland in khud and a uh, couple of acres maybe 3 4 acres max and uh, his whole coffee plantation was gone and oh. he's a local guide so he earns his daily bread and butter only with tourists and uh, we get beyond limits and uh, his coffee farms that's all so then we started some online donations for him and apparently uh, 
people were supporting because they they have such a good memory with him mm-hmm. uh, that yeah, he is the he is the same guy who took us on tracks yeah he has a farm and all and that was that was really nice uh, uh, to see that how people were supporting uh, him when the good floods happened and we collected a donation of it was it was i think maybe 30 or no no they faced to me to the 50 okay, okay. it includes uh, roughly around 40 to 50000 which people generously donated mm-hmm. and of course all that uh, amount was given to him and when the flood happened uh, his house was also damaged and he had to be moved to a, a temporary establishment created by the government mm-hmm. but thanks to the love and support which everybody had given for him i mean mm-hmm. that that must have been a small contribution only but it helped him get back to his feet Wow, <laughs> that's that's a beautiful story. But uh, like when you're talking about adversities, I did you ever question yourself? Like, did you ever feel that what you were doing is it right, or did you ever feel like finding a backup option? So yeah. we do we do ask this question. Uh, like from 2018, we always ask this question to ourselves. Uh, in fact, both the questions. Like, what mm-hmm. are uh, what are we doing? Are we doing uh, it in the right way? Mm-hmm. uh so so for the same reasons we have uh, certain things that we started from day one like one is project green project green mm-hmm. is uh, collecting litter from right. uh, from these beautiful places that's what we do that's like part of giving back to these beautiful mountains mm-hmm. so we and at the same time we always try to make sure that uh, our treks are as friendly as they can be for example we promote people getting their own uh, lunch boxes and uh, making sure that their bottle is maybe a steel bottle or something like that not a plastic bottle so that their packed lunch doesn't get packed in a plastic polythene because that's what locals do so if we carry mm-hmm. our own different boxes and our own bottles then oh. the locals do not i mean then there is no use of plastic altogether <laughs> so those things we have been doing and we have been pushing all those things so that it can uh, trekking can become more and more sustainable so just to give a bit of a more backdrop there's a there's a small bridge like one is people in bangalore and their expectation second is now people living in far 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 home stays uh for them they want people they are they want to be at their best behavior and somehow they don't understand that uh giving food in plastic bags for convenience purpose only is harming mm-hmm. the nature mm-hmm. and so so we are trying to bridge that gap it's it's like a cultural gap and uh that that's from our side and uh, the second thing is uh, as a backup option what we are thinking like uh, like for example the uh, when when the thini fire happened we started uh, working on the camping part and then uh, there are certain modules that we have and now during the lockdown period we are working on and once those once uh, uh, we work completely on them then then we'll make them live Yeah. So I think okay. up till uh, before the lockdown happened, the COVID nineteen lockdown happened, we never really thought of a backup. I mean, we thought of things we can add to get beyond limits that would make us more uh, future proof with regard to the changing climate. So we've mm-hmm. constantly added things, but as a backup, not really. It's only in the COVID nineteen now that things have become very unpredictable. So we've thought of seven eight things that we can do in get beyond limits, which would. Promote social distancing. Of course, trekking and camping by nature are activities which promote social distancing. But right. still, to to be more uh, future ready, come up with other things which are yet to be live. They mm-hmm. they will be live if uh, the conditions become favorable. 
Right. Yeah. That, that's the kind of backup we've had, but not as an alternate backup. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's basically backup to foolproof get beyond limits rather than just finding a different direction altogether. So, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. That's never happened in yeah. uh, six years. Nice, nice. Uh, so, uh, so that's what an entrepreneur is all about, right? If you are faced with a wall, you find a way to work around the wall. So, or work with, you, which is good. Um, so you spoke about a team, you have a big team now, the people who work with you, your outdoor leaders, what kind of training do you have to give them so that they are ready to be a part of your team? Uh, so eventually the process became more and more strict, the hiring process. And uh, first is that uh, their resume should qualify. And uh, second, oh, after that... Resume, so I can't apply? Of course you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that uh, we want people to be a bit experienced. It's a very fancy thing. In today's time, at least everybody wants to become a traveler and have a fancy Instagram profile. <laughs> so this is a trend from at least past three years, what we have seen. So then you see a lot of people who want to join. They just want to join for the freebies of free traveling to different, different places and you know getting that Insta gratification by clicking pictures on top of a mountain. Or even at times... Uh, being a leader is something that gives you a confidence boost at times, you know, people just want to become a leader here because they just want to, uh, control somebody. So, so there are many factors which we also realized eventually. And then that's where our process become more and more strict. We have a couple of questions that we ask. It's a good, uh, uh, 20 minutes to at least uh, 20 minutes, at least to maybe 45 minutes of an interview process that happens. And, uh, there's a grading score. After the grading score, there is a human score that we give. Uh, My little exercise also, we make them run around uh, certain areas and uh, check their fitness. Oh, so and, then, and once all that, uh, all those things are done, then the, after that, we have some certain training processes, like different, different modules we have in that. And mm -hmm. once all those are done, then they come on board as an assistant outdoor leader. And they do get training for at least four to five tricks. And then eventually they, we, if they feel, and we also feel now, you know, they are good independent, uh, uh, outdoor leaders to lead the mm -hmm. team, then yes, they can go ahead. So it, oh it's a God. bit slow and long process, but eventually we realized, we realized that this but is the only way. It, it's hand tailored to our needs. Once again, that, uh, the outdoors or travel sector. Is, is not really structured. So right. one of the ways that uh, we, we had to hand tailor everything through trial and error. Lot of trial and errors. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm going to lose in the physical test, so I'm not applying at all. Hey, no, nothing like that. Okay. You live in Pune, <laughs> by the way. So. Yeah, but what if you expand to Pune? Like there are a lot of trekking. That's right. Also. That's right. uh, you have time then. application. Okay, that's a completely elaborate training that you do, and I'm really glad. But do you do it personally? I mean, the entire uh, uh, psychology test and everything, as you said, because psychology. Yeah, the, the training sessions are mostly are are uh, carried out by us only. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the interviews are concerned, yes, we are present when the interviews happen. Mm -hmm. Of course, we don't interview, so we, we have a team of people who come and help us. So we divide mm -hmm. the candidates uh, and then some of some of them are allotted to other experienced outdoor leaders and some of them are allotted to us. 
but up till now almost uh, nine or ten times we've been there for all interviews which happens for every outdoor leader who comes on board or right. even the hand tailor training session that we provide to them nice amazing that's actually well structured and since you did it by trial and error i think you have more experience related questions for them uh, which would help you find the right person which is really good thanks so, amrita we on to the next question can you describe a trip that is planned by get beyond limits from uh, a person applying for it to the destination and back sure so uh, so what get beyond limits essentially does is uh, we we plan almost all inclusive trips for people making mm-hmm. it very very convenient the thing is when you have to go to these very isolated places or on top of mountains it's not easy to be finding your food water shelter permission and things on these lines and that's what get beyond limits comes in so a person who wants to go to the outdoors or to these places or have an experience which is directed in getting out of one's uh, mental and physical comfort zone in the most comfortable ways all they have to do is go to our website click on the book now button and complete the process they get all the information that is needed they they first get all the information about where they're going what to expect what to carry what not to carry who to call if you have any queries they also get information about uh, the pick up points which are available in bangalore and even mm-hmm. assistance if they require in finding out the closest pick up point or if okay. they need to be picked on the way all that information is there on the website before booking on google mm-hmm. maps then they book on the website they get immediately immediate confirmations from us uh, via sms emails and other forms uh when then all they have to do is reach the pick up point and the timing and converse with the outdoor leader if they have any doubts before the event that's it once they get into uh, once they reach the pick up point and they get beyond limits bus arrives everybody gets together we have a lot of fun in the bus one of the beautiful things that we observed is uh, for example it could be a, a team of 19 strangers but towards the end towards the activities that happen and towards the towards the end the entire aura that gets created by the entire experience that 19 strangers somehow end up becoming 19 friends so that that involves having a lot of fun in the bus uh, throwing around ice picking sessions which the outdoor leaders are trained to uh, share with people uh, once they reach their destination probably next day in the morning they freshen up they have breakfast our locations are usually very very remote that's what makes it very special as well so mm-hmm. there could be a homestay on top of a mountain or there could be a homestay next to a river there could oh. be a homestay in the valley next to the jungle and and so on next to a lake mm-hmm. a campsite next to a lake so we have a breakfast enjoy the surroundings if somebody is booking for a trekking event then uh, they meet with their local support and their local guides and the trek happens we come back all the get beyond limits events if it's possible there is a campfire that happens so we do a lot of activities around the campfire uh, in in camping events after the campfire people get the chance to sleep under the stars as well because we would they generally sign up for camping uh, and sleeping in tents and uh, sleeping bags So that happens the next day morning we would wake up do a couple of more the, more activities explore what the area has to offer if you're going to a place which has very rich local food we go and experience the local food have the local coffee have the local tea and cover something else on sunday and come back to bangalore and meanwhile have a lot of fun and you know have a very safe experience so wow. if somebody goes for a corporate outing a trek a camping event a day event a night event uh 24 hour event all of these events have this sense did i cover it 
everything nice i just feel like going on a trip now <laughs> but i i actually feel like going on a trip right now i mean i'm so excited no. from the bus I journey like like everything <laughs> <laughs> so i will definitely be coming down to bangalore and we'll plan a trip with you because last time the plan had backfired i'd come by, uh, down last year but we were not uh, in touch then i didn't know about get beyond limits and i'm so sorry about that but uh, it's okay. once everything <laughs> lifts it's okay it seems <laughs> we we are sorry we didn't know about amrita so kumar it's our loss yeah 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 i get it thanks <laughs> people will feel that i'm paying people to talk about me uh, <laughs> genuine by the way <laughs> absolutely this feedback is genuine they actually think i'm awesome uh which is absolutely <laughs> no but definitely uh once this entire thing boils over that's the covid-19 situation and if everything is uh, i mean either we accept this and learn to live with it or uh, this we finally find a vaccination whatever happens i will definitely be coming down to bangalore and i'm going on one of your trips definitely most <laughs> most pleasure will be all ours yep and i'm not going to apply online i will directly come to your office of course <laughs> the pleasure will be all ours <laughs> yeah it's nice though i can give uh, i can threaten people i feel so nice the <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, just a word of caution we had 700 friends before get you on limits happened and they eventually stopped picking up our calls <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just now i'm really scared so uh <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> so uh when you talk about all this uh, is this women friendly as well so what do you do to make sure that it's women friendly because that is a query that most of them have most of the women have that uh, i mean if it is a three if it's a night trek is it safe for us and what do you do for it all right yeah so here here we go for this uh yes it's friendly for both men and women not just men and women but then for families also for children also and for senior citizens also so the senior citizens do participate i'm sorry to cut you off they do they are amazing senior citizens and children children are my favorite okay yeah so so the protocols that are made by get beyond limits when it comes to drinking gambling or corporate outings they are same for everyone it's it's us humans that we want something special for children or for men or for women or for boys or for senior citizens but the protocols for safety remain safe uh, remains same for everyone other than that we have a uh, separate stage for uh, men and women and uh, we have a no smoking no alcohol no nothing like that uh, you're allowed to take on a trek and we're very much strict for that Mm-hmm. so that makes us again a safe organization and because of these practices that we have been following from past 6 years there are so many uh, so many families that come with get beyond limits father and son bonding bonding happens on uh, get beyond limits and there are uh, at times you know we have seen uh, three four families they come together and book an event uh, with all the men women and children wow. coming on it's only because we provide a safe environment for them our protocols are strict when it comes to that no matter who you are when you enter the get beyond limits limits bus yes fun will be there but then we have to follow the protocols and uh, yes. we also have a good uh, good great number of women outdoor leaders who join us <laughs> so we try our best to have a male outdoor leader and a female outdoor leader whenever it is possible <laughs> so that's that's also something that it 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 gives comfort to both the genders 
and uh, and we've also had uh, women only events in the past and a lot of women have shown interest but uh, yeah so so that's how we, we wow nice so you have all your bases covered i'm really glad uh to about the competition i'm sure there are a lot of people who are there in the travel industry and how do you manage it how do you stand out what do you do to stand out from them so before we say anything uh, a good competition means that there's a good market so that's right. a very good thing there is good competition <laughs> i don't think i've ever get used to ishan saying oh after every sentence that but it is the truth i mean great words have words have been spoken <laughs> so yeah so it's 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 going it's going to be with uh, with almost uh, everything when you see anything booming then then there will be more people who would be willing to uh, come as producers and there will be more people who will be willing to come as consumers so okay. so that's going to happen that that will be there but for us what's what's important is that we are sticking to uh, why we started get beyond limits the whole idea of get beyond limits was uh, uh, to make sure that people get out of their comfort zones on these beautiful mountains and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, uh get uh, see a new uh, <laughs> i'm not getting the words <laughs> i mean the speechless <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's a version of themselves a better version of themselves when they come back from these beautiful mountains and somehow all these chains that happen on a mountain and when all these chains are uh, brought back to bangalore or whatever city uh, people are coming from it it uh, it it uh, follows to different different people also it spreads like a chain of good things and that was a whole idea and that's what we have always uh, been trying to do and uh, <laughs> that's what we feel uh, keeps us apart from uh, the the competition that's going up right we we don't see once although we've just majorly spoken about trekking but that's because that's that's a major chunk of what we do but we are not really a trekking company we we are a company which makes you feel a certain way through the outdoors and makes you in some ways a better individual when you come back to your respective city so and, and competition is is always there to be very honest with you uh, in the service industry it, it's just a matter of time that somebody copies your initiative and we've been copied left right and center in fact <laughs> some of our greatest competition now is people who were who we've trained as outdoor leaders <laughs> and uh, they could just go and replicate what we've done that's that's a challenge for anything that you do sure in the service industry right. and that's not just that's not happened just once it's happened multiple times no matter what you do so um, so that's that competition is always there a lot of it is um, i mean people who inspired by the because we've been around for 6 years but um, that that's the thing i mean competition does stay a lot of it gets created through the initiatives that we take but for us it's okay i mean as long as lives are being touched and people understand the beauty of the outdoors and getting out of the comfort zones yeah, we are fine with it nice so i guess your competition you know what you have to do and i think it's basically quality right the moment you provide some kind of a quality service people just uh, flock to it no matter how much the competition is and sure, sure. so i've heard a lot of i have heard a description of what all you do so i guess uh, people will choose you you spoke about the green initiative that you take uh, you talk, spoke about recycling and upcycling so can you elaborate on that 
Yes, absolutely. Very, very uh, gladly. So, Project Green is so when Get Beyond Limits began, we were clear on the fact that we want to learn from the outdoors. And part of it is this that when you go to these beautiful places, you, you might be standing on top of a mountain, looking at that incredible view in front of you, enjoying the wind, which is probably gushing through your hair or the clouds uh, in uh, which you can see, but you would probably be uh, stepping on plastic and it's it's sad the amount of plastic which is in the mountains is is incredible and the sad part is nobody goes to clean it up and right from the first ever trek of get beyond limits to the one that we did in march which was the last one before covid happened every event uh, we would pick up litter and get it back to bangalore every event so we've done somewhere around 1000 events and um, people have, have really uh, participated as well, understanding that this is something good. And um, in, in this entire exercise, we've collected more than 11,000 kgs of litter, everybody who's participated. And um, a couple of years back, uh, some, some people from the outdoor leaders took an initiative and then we ended up tying up with the recycling facility in Bangalore, wherein we would get our litter back to these recycling facilities. And they would then convert uh, all that litter into usable things. For example, uh, if there is a pack of tetra pack of juice, which is somehow lying on top of a mountain or a waterfall, that could be part of uh, a wooden table somewhere or uh, some form of plastic litter would probably be part of somebody's spectacles frame. So that litter gets recycled. And uh, we also hope that when people take the initiative of uh, picking up litter on trekking trails and when they come back to Bangalore, somehow as, as, uh, as Indians, it is a common habit which I have seen that people end up littering and just throwing uh, litter here and there without realizing what they're doing. And it's a very small action, but yet people do it. So we somehow hope that uh, when people come back to Bangalore after they've voluntarily collected uh, litter of other people, Maybe we somehow hope when they get back to their respective cities before throwing litter, they somehow get a word of caution by themselves and they probably look for the next customer. Yeah, hope, hopefully that will happen. It's, uh, it's a long process. Unless people are aware and people don't see how uh, they're small, just it's a small thing, right? To carry back your own trash home and put it in a dustbin. It makes such a difference if everyone does it. Hopefully it will happen and we'll have a cleaner, greener city. The chocolate wrappers or any, any, any small polythene or even a biscuit wrapper or, a, or yeah. juice tetra pack, they're barely like 10, 15, 20 grams. Yeah. They don't, yeah. don't even uh, take any space. You just crumble in it, put it anywhere. It's, it's as good as I know, but there. the point is since it's ingrained, right? It's, it's been ingrained since a long time. You see other people doing it. It's leading with example. So, uh, of course, I've never been on a trek, but I have been on trains a lot of times and I, I have traveled from Pune to Kerala, which is my hometown. And what happens is, at least in the beginning, before the Swachh Bharat thing had become uh, live, people used to just throw everything out of the train windows. A lot of things out of the train windows. And when I saw them, even I used to do it as a kid. But the people made us aware, at least when we get a kind of an education, People make you aware that, you know, these things are not recyclable. They are not going to decompose into the earth. So you have to be more careful, more cautious. And when that happens is when 
at least you as an individual start doing it carrying a small bag putting everything in that and it, there's a trash can right in the train which people don't get up and use so you start using that and hopefully you are able to inspire someone else to do the same absolutely right right it's just a hope like you just lead by example and people keep doing it and eventually everyone else learns right absolutely i hope that happens so well um, how would you summarize the journey of entrepreneurship in a word that's what ishan asked me to ask you guys <laughs> what so that's why i requested amrita to ask us this question so that we can tell you listener that <laughs> nothing the word uh, which we want to use to summarize our journey is what salvat sir is going to share with us now amrita <laughs> one word that can summarize entrepreneurship for us is evolution okay <laughs> so everything is new for anyone who comes into entrepreneurship everything every day is going to be new it's not going to be same and you have to evolve every day not just uh, not just the things that are around you not just your team and all but you have to evolve your mind for for almost everything and it starts uh, getting reflected in your personal life too you know as an entrepreneur your mind is always occupied with things that you want to do at your office at your work and workspace and everything what's going to happen now tomorrow and things like that so you realize that how time is important you rather put 2 uh, hours into something or the least that you can do for yourself is don't do anything just be in that space where you are not doing anything but you know that you don't want to listen to anything that's good, that will be negative for you you don't want to lose your energy on something that that's not going to be worthwhile for you so <laughs> that's what entrepreneurship has taught us like the evolution the the value of the time that you have so uh, so one word is evolution it's going to be always learning for for you and uh, time time is a very beautiful thing i rather sleep uh, and do nothing than doing something that's going to drain me and uh, uh, make me less of worth that i am right now so ishan i'm taking over and i'm going to do whoa <laughs> <laughs> that's why ishan is not doing any whoa because you did that whoa <laughs> exactly that is why i said i'm going to take over now this is actually a, a nice revelation because um, it is going to help me as well um, i realize that in my process of starting this unsettling podcast and getting it to where i am today uh, as we discussed the first step would be to just start without thinking much uh, second is evolution and third as you said is time instead of worrying what is going to happen next and uh, breaking your brains over it just find solutions to the problem and everything will follow hopefully yeah. i understood from the entire discussion that we had till now yeah. <laughs> and you are summing up uh, it in it in such a nice way thank you i have not paid these people i swear 
Okay, so coming to the final question, it's called what is your definition of settled? I asked it on the live, but I would ask it again because we were apparently not audible people. I think Salvatsu needs to answer it this time. Yeah, you got uh, preparation time also for one week. Yeah, I wasn't aware that we are getting the same question. So, but still. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Ishan did not mention that. <laughs> I but, did but send it to him. Okay, we are done fighting. Continue. Abhita, <laughs> uh, I feel that... Uh, okay, this is just my personal opinion. Philosophy. philosophy. <laughs> I can sense woe coming. <laughs> so, I personally feel that nothing is settled in this world. And everything is unsettled. But as human beings, we have this habit of having control over everything, giving definitions, characterizing everything into boxes and just feeling that, yes, we are being control of things. We, we know what we want to do. We know what you have to do. If you see no risk, no disrespect to anyone, but then we are just following what we have been told and they are following what they have been told either with respect to the food that we eat or the job, the relationships, Anything for that matter. It's just a pattern that we are following. And everybody wants to feel that they are settled. But in reality, nobody is settled. We just need to look at ourselves and we are all unsettled. And we, we are just pretending pretending that we are all settled. Until unless we don't get uh, comfortable with the feeling of being unsettled on this planet Earth. I think there, there's, there's going to be a huge bridge between the happiness and the reality of a person. That's what is unsettled for me. It's oh that bridge and you always want to minimize that bridge. I'll, I'll right, so Ishan, this. one, two, three, let's go, go. Go, I'm going to go for myself. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. That sums up actually what my idea of starting this podcast was. But thank you. Thank you for summarizing it for me. I'm going to use this somewhere now. <laughs> hey, thanks. Uh, I'm glad at least somebody could understand that. If you did, <laughs> yes, I did. Ishan, you're not. Teri bari aagayi hai. So now, what is? Oh, I also have to answer. Yeah, yeah. It's not. You're not one unit, na? But do just make jan nahi hai na idhar. I thought it some oh, okay, neutralized okay, right? I answered in language. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the same answer, it's fine. I will not penalize you. I swear. So, what is the question? What is unsettling? Or what, what is, is settled? settled? What, what is settled for you? What is settled for me? Um, I think uh, settled uh, for me is is something, it's, it's a state of mind and also uh, a state of, of course, uh, accompanying things like finances and things on those lines. But more than that, primarily unsettling, settling, settling down for me, is a state of mind where you are probably content with what you want to do. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a state of mind where you're content. <laughs> that was so fake. That was just absolutely fake, man. Come hey, no, come on. Emotion to My voice is too. Like it's deep and simple and short. Acha. So, uh, so we have actually come to the end of the discussion. And no. so much for doing this once again. I mean, I know you have taken like two hours of your life to do just an unsettling podcast because, well, the first part was really unsettling. 
thank you so much for taking time out of your lives discussing about this and starting such a wonderful venture that can inspire a lot of people uh, even though they are not inspired to start a travel agency after uh, listening to this but at least they will be inspired to go find themselves in the mountains the mountains are not calling you you will have to call them and get in touch with them to uh, <laughs> the mountains uh, and hopefully you will find yourself there so thank you so much for coming on bye bye true that i'm going to so much for uh, having us once again we it's, it's a pleasure to be here and the reason why we gladly came back is because uh, uh, the initiative that you've taken is wonderful and if it touches the lives of people uh, who are looking for this it, it's an honor to connect with them through your initiative and yeah. it's always fun to get in touch with amrita so totally amrita <laughs> thank you so much for uh, giving us your time Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will be adding all the links in the description so you can get in touch with them. You can read their blogs. Uh, there's a blog of Get Beyond Limits, and there's an Instagram page as well. Uh, so you can get in touch with them. Absolutely, there is a Facebook page, there is a YouTube page as well, there's a Twitter oh. page as well. Okay. Uh, so, so any any way you can get in touch with us. If you're looking for Salvatore or Ishan, you can just get in touch with Get Beyond Limits and. Right, I've come through unsettling, and I want to get in touch with Salvatore, and you'll immediately get a response from Salvatore. <laughs> so, so don't have to worry. Mention unsettling, and we shall be there. Yes, finally. <laughs> okay, man. Thank you so much. All the best, Amrita. Uh, amazing venture that you have started. Hello, people. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode. and you like unsettling all you have to do is give me a feedback and for that please visit my instagram page that is amritasukumar_unsettling and uh, well you can send me a dm or you can send me a mail all the details are there on that page i would love for you to just tell me how you feel yeah and i will get back to you and if you have any people who would like to share their stories you have to let me know because i would love to listen to them till then stay tuned to unsettling like share subscribe follow let your friends know and uh, stay safe yeah <laughs> bye